And now it's time for Leadership of the Leaf with Dice and Austin. Let's jump in with a cut and a light. And welcome back to another episode of Leadership of the Leaf. Uh, My name is Austin. And I'm Dice. And Dice, what are you smoking on tonight? Well, tonight I'm smoking on a Blanco 9. And what are you going to pair that with? Do I got to Yeah. Oh, man, today is a special day. Today, I'm actually pairing with Hennessy White. Hennessy Pure White. Ooh. Now, if I... I've not had Hennessy Pure White, but that's a florally type drink, right? It's it's a little lighter than regular Hennessy. What makes it so special is you can't really get it in the States. If you do, you're going to pay like a big number for it. So a friend of mine went out of country and uh, picked one up for me. That is a great friend right there. <laughs> of course, I paid him, but yes, yes, <laughs> he was my he was my pack mule. Fair enough, fair enough. I, I enjoy it. Uh, I am smoking on an illusion. Uh, it is actually the TAA exclusive Tobacconist um, uh, Association of America exclusive from Illusion. Uh, it was released in 2021, and it's pretty good. I would say that the first few puffs. Almost, almost did me in. Uh, I almost threw this. I almost put the cigar out and lit something else up. I'm gonna be honest. Um, the, it is such a pepper bomb. The mm. first thing, it it hit me and it just tasted like garbage. I, I didn't like it. I couldn't. I, I was like, man, this is so much pepper. I can't get past it. Now it's mellowed. It's got a nice little black cherry flavor to it, and maybe a little bit of rum with it. Oh. Um, I wish I would have known that because instead I'm I'm drinking Jack Daniel's single barrel with it. Uh, I have oh. some rum in the house. Very nice. I w- yeah, I wish I would have wish I would have done a little bit more research on it. But that's all right. It's it's pairing pretty well. All right. Could you uh, when you was toasting, did it have like aroma of pepper or it really didn't? Um, it it hinted it like it did, um, and. The, the pepper's still there. It's just way more mild now after the first uh, maybe inch of the cigar. Um, but I was like, man, this is kind of peppery. So I, I was bracing for it, but it was just, it was way more pepper than I actually expected and way more pepper than I like in a cigar. All right, but it mellowed out. So but it good. did, yeah, it did mellow out. So I'm, I'm looking forward to trying this one. It was recommended to me by uh, somebody at the brick and mortar I, I frequent. So giving it a shot what about what are our topics for today all right so for our cigar topic we got a heated debate and that is the debate of the cellophane do we leave it on or do we take it off oh man there's quite a few opinions there there's a lot of opinions i've done some research uh to try to give you the guys and gals the best information that i have available uh, not just our opinions. We will give you our opinions, of course, because this is our show and this is what we can do. Um, but we're going to try to give you a little bit of the facts with it, too. And then for the leadership segment, this one's also kind of a little bit of a uh, heated debate. Uh, but it's how to give somebody enough rope to either prove themselves or whatever you need to do. Oh, all right. It's that buzzer beater shot. Who's taking it? Yep, who's taking it? All right, so with that being said, let's jump on in. So cellophane, or cello as most people call it, uh, is actually a natural substance. I don't know if you knew that. I did not. I did not. 
And when we're talking about it, we're talking about the like the plastic wrapper that covers the cigars, correct? Right. So that's the thing. It's not plastic. Ah. It's it's made from cellulose, which is plant cells and uh, plant fibers. So it's actually a naturally, I mean, it, I don't want to say naturally occurs. It's, it's biodegradable and it's, it's, you know, it actually is not plastic. It looks like plastic, which is why it can give the bad, you know, vibe out for those people, but it's actually not. So, yeah, I do recall like it, it's like a breathable material. Yeah. 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 It's a uh, uh, semi breathable. Um, it is waterproof. But it allows water vapor to go through it, if that makes sense. Because otherwise, how is your cigar sitting in the humidor at your favorite brick and mortar or a Bovita pack and in a shipment if you order offline? How they get, you know, humidified. Yeah, yeah. I also know that it, it does provide uh, like protection to your cigars. Yes. Yeah, you know, we've talked before about always when you go buy a cigar you know you're checking that you want to check the cigar make sure it doesn't split make sure there's no cracks on the foot because some asshole decided to like pick it up and <laughs> overhandle it with their grubby ass hands and then they drop it and they're like, ah, i don't want that one i want this other one instead nah. so um yeah it does it does provide that extra protection um and and if you decide to transport cigars in like, I don't know, a pocket to a buddy's house, it protects them from lint, from your pocket lint, right? Um, who puts it? What pocket are you putting these things in? Maybe you got a cargo pocket or something. Where, you know? Where's your travel case? Nobody. Oh. Travel case. <laughs> no, I'm just, I'm we'll not saying some, that I do that. Buy some tubes. <laughs> so tubes uh, during this research. Uh, you know, tubes, whether they be glass or plastic, those will completely seal your cigar off. Even if they have that cork uh, topper at the end, yeah. and they say they're breathable, they're really not. That Those will seal your, your cigars off from from humidification pretty, pretty spectacularly. But they do provide great protection. So the cellophane... Yep. I, I've noticed I haven't really seen them on any cigars other than the classic... Uh, I'm thinking. I I've seen them on I a think chisel. I've seen, yeah, I think I've seen them like where they have a torpedo cap. Yeah, but it's you know what I mean. But but like if it's like a straight up torpedo throughout, like no, those those usually don't have cellophane, and that's probably my my guess. I didn't look into this. I don't know everything there is to know about cellophane by any means. Uh, my guess is that cellophane is comes pre-manufactured in certain shapes, like a straight shape, and so it's harder to get like a pyramid, pyramid or or uh, you know a bellicoso in there or something like that. This is interesting. Yeah. So here's the question, though, right? So the question. Do you keep your cellophane on or do you undress your cigars and leave them naked to the world? I personally leave them on from my own experimenting. What do you mean by that? Well, when I first started, I would take them all out the cellophane because I was like, ah, I want these cigars the rest of my humidor without having plastic on them. It's because okay. I thought they were plastic. Right. Uh, they 
didn't last as long as if I kept them in the cellophane. So I continuously keep them how I get them. Okay, that's fair. That's fair. I do the exact same. I if if I buy a cigar that has no cellophane, I keep it without cellophane. If I have one that has cellophane on it, I usually leave the cellophane on there. However, upon doing all this research, I found out if you were to age a cigar, right? You know, and I'm talking people on when I say age, I'm talking like fine wine. We're talking years here, not months. Right. You know, you can age them a little bit quicker. It helps the aging process if you take the cellophane off because mm-hmm. it allows the the aging process to happen um, unimpeded. Okay. It actually changed colors. Like my cell, my cello was like a rusty yellowish brown color. Yellow cello. That's also that's kind of a nice thing about having cellophane on there is if you guys go out there and you find something that has cellophane that is a straw goldish yellowish color. Um, you can tell that that cigar has been aged for a while in that humidor. So you kind of kind of use that as a uh, as a tracker as to how long that cigar has been in there. Um, the other thing that I found out, and this I'm not getting into this debate. It's just uh, this is just a fact. If you take the cellophane off, it helps. <laughs> it aids plume development. I'm not getting into this plume versus mold wow. argument. I'm not drawing into that one. <laughs> Uh, Austin just told me to develop plume. Damn nope, it, Austin. that's not what I said. I said if you take, I said if you take <laughs> cello off, it will ha- it aids in the development of plume. That's all I said. Um, but yeah, if you're if you're planning on aging them, uh, you know, I, I would probably remove the cello. I, to me, though, I, and I've done this before. If you're planning on aging the the cigars, um, you can. Re- I, I recommend depending on how much time you're going to do this with. I would take. I personally have left the cello on. I think I actually, I think I gave you a cigar that I aged for like two years and it still had cellophane on it. Yeah. Yeah. And that that Um, cigar was great, by the way. I'm happy you enjoyed it because (laughs) I mean, it 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 just ended up being that way. I just kept wanting to smoke it, but I was saving it for a special occasion. Just never, the occasion never rose until I I got to, yeah, I bet you did. (laughs) (laughs) You know, some people say, hey, it's, you know, it ages better more completely if you take the cellophane off well if you're aging if you're if you're into aging your cigars which some people maybe um, i don't think i keep them really long enough to age and specifically buy one to age um if you have a big enough humidor it's better just buy a box and don't open that box yeah yeah i would i would i would agree with that um the other reason i like to keep the cellophane on is because if you have god forbid uh if you do get mold you buy a cigar that might have mold on it from the store and you didn't notice it and it grows inside that cellophane you can it helps protect your other cigars from mold exposure or even worse if you get cigar beetles um how did i think of that then it also can help protect and or identify if you do have cigar beetles yeah I i didn't even put that together that makes sense yeah um for those that don't know what cigar beetles are yes there's potentially cigar uh beetle larvae in your cigars um but due to the temperature and the humidity you keep them at they never hatch and you would never know that they're there and they just go away but if you let them if it hatches for whatever reason usually it's because it's got too hot and it's too humid um then uh then they can hatch and they can destroy a humidor full of cigars a day's time that 
would be catastrophic. Yes. Yeah, that's like I said, hopefully that never happens to anybody here or listening to us because I want you guys to all enjoy cigars the way we do. Now, I, I do uh, give some advice. If you wish to take it out the cellophane and you're like, oh, geez, I wanted to keep it in it. It's best not to try to shove it back in the cellophane because you end up either a splitting the wrapper or cutting it or just destroying that cigar if you're not super super duper ooper careful yeah uh usually once my cigars come out of the cellophane i don't like to try to put them back um that being said i have tried it and i've done it a couple times successfully um where i've put it back in the cellophane and it's not nothing happened to the cigar i just crinkled up the cellophane a little bit um so it doesn't look as nice and pretty <laughs> on the cellophane side which you know i really don't care it's my in, in my humidor i'm not trying to sell this to anybody but you know you do see you do see the cellophane on more mass-produced cigars like if you look like, like a dunbarton tobacco right the sin compromiso that yeah. does not have cellophane on it I, mm. I do know that like you know some some uh some other producers of cigars uh some producers of cigars will not use cellophane they actually use tobacco leaves or cedar wraps yeah uh leaf by oscar that's one of my favorites yep. i i love the way they package their cigars i think it looks great yeah it was a gimmick at first and i was like aha yeah i'll buy into this and then i smoked the cigar and i was like this is this is wonderful this is yeah. great yep i'm actually i'm probably gonna have to go pick up a couple more of those i haven't had some in a while same. now that we're talking about it yeah. <laughs> it's like talking about like chick-fil-a and it's sunday and you want some you can't have it it's god's chicken <laughs> gotcha <laughs> um chicken had to take a day off uh <laughs> but yeah so so that's that's my personal take on this whole cellophane on or off thing if i get a cigar and it has cellophane on there i just tend to keep it on easier for me it's easy for for protection um it i make sure that in these times of covid and sickness you know that i don't some nasty ass mother trucker doesn't have their nasty ass little hands all over this these cigars i'm about to put in my mouth or they didn't <laughs> drop it or something you know what i mean like yeah it's just, it, it kind of helps give me that little bit of like all right cool yes this is breathable i got it i understand that yes sickness could still go through there got it understood yes i understand 300 hands got it fuck off this is a mind trick i'm playing on myself don't ruin my <laughs> illusion assholes. Uh, i personally just prefer to solo on it because it, it kind of helps prevent like cigars flavor from masking not saying it does it completely but if you have I, I try to keep the flavored cigars like acids and stuff away from actually i have two humidors where i keep my cigars separated period but i don't want the cedar of one to overpower one that's supposed to be like coffee you know yeah no 100 um i do the same thing i have a drawer in my humidor for all of my flavored cigars and then i have a drawer for my actually i have two drawers for my non-flavored cigars if you couldn't tell i am a non-flavored cigar preference guy um that's just me that's that's what i like uh, not saying that not saying that I, there's not flavored cigars out there that i don't enjoy that m by macanudo that's a like a java oh yeah. that is a that is yeah. a phenomenally I, delicious I flavored yeah. cigar the three yummy bitches are also flavored yep. so i keep i yep. keep those separate also yep 100 uh fat bottom betty sweet jane and uh crazy alice they have one that's leather rose so i guess yeah. there's four yummy bitches now yeah but she's not a bitch it's just leather rose 
Fair enough. Thanks, thanks, Deadwood Tobacco. Couldn't think of another girl's name. <laughs> as long as you didn't name it Karen, I think we all would have been fine. Oh, <laughs> smoking a Karen today, homie. <laughs> that would actually open up a lot of jokes. Deadwood, listen, if you're listening, make a Karen cigar. <laughs> yeah, it tastes like bitch. <laughs> tastes like manager. <laughs> tastes like manager tears no that's yeah but that's that's my personal take that's uh, everyone's personal take i would love to hear our listeners takes on this whole thing um you know I, what what do they do i know people that just have piles of cello that they keep to the side of their humidor and they try to put their like if they're gonna go if they travel even if they have a hard case travel humidor they put it back in cello put it in their travel humidor and travel with it that way which i always thought was interesting uh, I'm like, you already had it out resting. Like, is it really worth the trouble? Yeah, I wonder if it acclimate back to being a cello, you know? Because I know once you take it out, it's now, it's breathing on its own. But when you put it in a cello, it kind of, I would say, choke it some because it's semi-breathable. So you you took something that was breathing fine, and then you kind of like choked it. Uh, it, it definitely slows the aging process. It slows, it can help slow out the drying out process you know so if you take it from your humidor and you're going to your buddy's house and you put it in cello uh, you know especially where you're at in the desert it could help potentially help not have your cigars dry out as quickly if you had cello on them versus if you didn't um some people are saying uh some of the things that i was reading some people i know that they don't like to have the cello on because uh, they like to feel their cigars, roll it around in their hands and listen for any cracks or anything like that. See how dry their cigar is. Uh, see if it needs to rest and get rehumidified. I can see that. Or pump up the humidity if they need to or adjust yeah. the humidor. I can, I can see that. But it seemed like if, if I was to do that, I would have one or two out as a, a test subjects. Right. Well, I mean, every leaf is a little bit different too, so that's a that's that's another thing. Um, but I don't know. Speaking of leaf, this Blanco Nine, I'm I'm, I'm heading into the second third now, and uh, it's like earthy earthiness with some spice and coffee, very very light coffee notes, but which I think is very interesting because it's a uh, obscuro corojo. Mm. So I was like, that this seems this is my jam right here. So I uh, this this. Illusion TA exclusive. I'm, I'm hitting my second third as well. And this is an interesting one. So it went from kind of a black cherry rum kind of palette. I'm going to take another puff to make sure I, I tasted this correctly. Nope. Yep. I taste that correctly. I get salty pretzel. Salty pretzel. Oh, all right. Yeah. Salty pretzel, sourdough breadish, more of a salty yeah. pretzel. No, it's like a salty pretzel. They're like I, I tasted black cherry kind of on the back end, mm. um, but I get I get like a salty pretzel, like like a soft pretzel. You know, like one of those like big old German pretzels and stuff you get <laughs> from like World of Beer or whatever. Yeah. Uh, yeah, like I get that. That's what I taste. Like if I had some cheese to dip this in, <laughs> uh, then we will have to end this podcast and you can never talk again. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> this motherfucker. I was listening <laughs> to this podcast and this motherfucker. <laughs> yeah, it, it, um, yeah, I'm getting salty pretzel. Start maybe a little bit of leather. Oh, as well. It's, it's interesting. It's, it's kind of like, 
mellow it's mellowed out and changed it's from like a sweet dish to kind of like a savory type palette that's good yeah it's very interesting it's i'm i'm enjoying this now that i've gotten past the first few puffs like if it was up to me i would have chopped off like the first inch of the cigar and just gone from like where it had black cherry <laughs> well sir I, I might be speaking a little too soon for myself maybe you can pick one up later yourself i'm, I'm not sure it's up to you but this is almost a contender for cigar of the year for this guy Ooh. that's 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 how even and everything just blend together so well so nice I, a little burn issue okay well that could be that that could be the scar you have another one in your humidor i assume no oh uh, you no. have to get another one you have to get another one i will i definitely will yeah i contender for for cigar of the year for the for me for this one i'd say it's close i would put it in the top 10. all right but i don't know that i would give it top five maybe if it is it's like right there probably for me right there at number five but I have a lot of cigars to, to try. Yeah, we still got a lot of year left, so. Yeah, I mean, yeah. Um, so yeah, so second half's looking pretty good. I think uh, I think the cello, I think if anybody has questions, feel free to ask them, ask us. Reach out to us on Instagram at Leadership of the Leaf or our blog, you can find us there at nsplume.wixsite.com forward slash lotl our link is also in the bio of the instagram yes so uh with that being said we're going to take a short break uh and then we'll be back to talk about how to give somebody enough rope and of course discuss our last and final third of our wonderful cigars that we're enjoying uh stay Don't forget, we need to follow the podcast so we know when new episodes drop. Hey, uh, hey, Austin. Yeah. Hey, I know you was doing this leadership of the Leaf podcast and you were smoking up some cigars. Absolutely. I'm curious, how would I know what cigars you're smoking? Oh, that is a, a phenomenal question. At the beginning of the episodes, we always talk about the cigars we are we smoking. But if you want to see a picture of what the band looks like, because maybe you can't find it or we didn't explain it good enough, you can always go to our Instagram or our website and we'll post pictures of what we're smoking and usually what we're drinking with every episode. All right, folks, welcome back. Welcome back. It's time to do welcome. that leadership portion. Ooh, leadership portion. Probably this, this subject, I would say, is very interesting to me. I'm, I've actually used this quite a bit. I don't know if you know or not, but I use it quite a bit. Yes, I do know because you've used it on me back when I used to work for you. Yeah, so it's how to give someone enough rope. So what does that actually mean? That means that if you set someone up with a task and the task takes 30 minutes, you give them, let's say 20 minutes. And you're just kind of really seeing 
how they're gonna react to it. I, I like to I like to use this uh, this particular instance um, on on newer people that may be a little bit <clears throat> headstrong, prideful. Cocky. Yeah, sure. What whatever you want to say, you know these these guys, are the know it alls, right? Ah, yeah, man, I know how to do this. You're like, all right, fine. You know how to do this. Go forth and conquer, then, motherfucker. <laughs> and and you just let them go. Drop it. Don't give them any help. Just drop it. See what they do. It it helps you. But you got to the the biggest thing for a lot of people. What they try to do, like I'm gonna give this guy enough rope to hang himself with, or whatever they say. Right, I gotta give this guy some rope or girl some rope. They don't ever take a step back. They're sitting there watching over their shoulder like the entire time. They're not gonna ever learn or figure out exactly what to do if you don't take a step back right uh i generally use the questioning method a lot of times whether you probably you probably remember some of these i'll ask a question to someone and i've already i already know the answer i already know what they've done i've already know the whole scenario they don't know i know the whole scenario so i will ask a simple question and see Mm -hmm. what answer they give me now, a lot of times they'll give a round away answer and then eventually get to what I'm looking for. But I'll say half the time people lie or they, oh. try, to, or they try to bullshit their way. So it's like you can't bullshit a bullshitter. So I just, or they start talking in circles. And then that's when I can actually fill in the parts that they're missing. So I can show them that, hey, you had a chance and you just, you blew it. I'm surprised you say only half, half the time people lie. Cause in my experience, yeah, I would say probably 75%. i say even 90% at the beginning. But after someone gets to know that you're a competent leader and you really take no bullshit from anyone and you you kind of already have this uh, reputation that a lot of times that they will come in truthfully if they know your reputation. But if, if someone's testing you or trying you or don't know, then a lot of times, 90% of the time, I say they will lie. They try to oh, cover yeah. cover their own actions, cover their ass, or just try to give you the answer you're looking for, even though you already know the exact answer, the truthful yeah. answer. Yeah, um, you know, I, I I liken this to to parents. Um, mm. You know, like you let their kid kind of fail. Uh, you know, you got that teenager that snuck out of the house or whatever, and you 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 as the parent already know what's going on. You're smart. You've been there. You've done that. You've tried the same shit on your parents, most likely. <laughs> that's how you know. At least in my my experience, that's how I. That's I'm like, yeah, I remember this. <laughs> um, but uh, you know, it, it's it's that that you got to let them fail to learn uh, like what they did wrong, learn from that situation. And then you also got to let them learn how to deal with that failure uh, that they put themselves into. Right. It's one of those situations you. You let them know how far they can actually go. You you set the parameters. You do everything that you can to let them know what the goal is, what what your expectations are. And then you just kind of sit back and see how far up that road that they're going to go. Yeah, I, I tend the the big thing with this though is you have got to know all the answers. So you if there is let's say it's a task, right? And that they're they're trying to bullshit you on the task that they're trying to complete. You actually have to know that task decently, intimately, 
to actually know that they're bullshitting you because if you don't know what their job is or you don't know how their processes work you're never going to know whether somebody's trying to pull the wool over your eyes ever you're just going to take it until you get caught you get you know it if you don't know their job you have to sit there and either keep taking it until you learn their job or somebody else who knows their job who's a peer of yours kind of calls you out for being like why in the fuck are you letting them do this well because they said yeah uh, no they're wrong yeah i had a supervisor that was weak um i knew he was weak and i took advantage of it he asked me one of those uh enough rope questions and i was able to talk circles around him and i'm sorry for that guy but he helped me understand a lot because i was i was able to understand how people can bs someone else because oh, yeah. I, I was on the opposite end this time. I was I was the bullshit. I had the rope. I hung myself, but I was able to talk my way out of it because the supervisor did not know the task at hand. He didn't have the experience. He didn't have the know-how or the knowledge. And if you don't have that, then you can't set someone up. Not I shouldn't say set someone up, but you can't accept the answers that they give you if you know it's wrong. The only way you know it's wrong is if you know the task. Right. And that kind of has to, that goes back, you know, full circle to, to what we've talked about in a previous episode where, we, you know, um, we said, hey, you know, you guys got to know what your people are doing underneath you, because if you don't, then you're, how, how else are you supposed to lead that team, whatever that process team task, whatever that is. Um, and for me, I think one of the biggest things is to is to not let them get too far away from that goal without kind of reeling them back in. Um, you know, it's like a dog on a retractable leash, you know, you could sit there and let the dog go six feet away from you, but that might be six feet away and into the road getting, getting ready to get hit by a car. You know, you gotta, you gotta, gotta stop them short of that and, and hold them back. If you see they're about to do something majorly wrong. That's, that's it. That's a literal. No, not literal. Well, literal. That's a, um, actual. <sighs> Factual, actually factual. <laughs> same, hey, same, same family. Uh, but yeah, you you don't want to let them get too far away, you know, because then if you're really gonna sit there and say, "Hey, I'm gonna, I'm gonna let this person hang themselves." Now, if you're trying, if you're trying to, if you have a peer or somebody that you're trying to, I oh, mean, I hate to use the word, the term like destroy or, or, or really kind of have them like harm themselves or whatever, like, you know, hang themselves, so to speak. Uh, then yeah, you give them enough rope to hang themselves and let the su supervisor catch them in whatever lie or whatever is going to happen. Well, yeah, that's, you typically do that to people that are like assholes, you know, and be like, okay, you cocky son of a bitch, you go ahead, you go ahead and do what you need to do. And we are going to see what happens because, uh, what you reap is what you sow and it's finally going to catch up to you. I give you just enough rope because I know what's going on. So you kind of set up the dominoes so they can make them fall. Yeah. Yeah. And, and you know, that's, that's one of those things where again, though, you gotta, I don't know. I think my biggest problem with this whole thing is I, I like to be in control of stuff. So I have a hard time taking that step back. I personally like giving people that chance. I, the hang themselves because that's uh it's part of the on the job like trainings 
So if if you never cut yourself by accident with a box cutter when you're a box builder or whatever, how are you going to know what not to do? So I, I like for people to kind of sow their own oats a bit, right. but I don't want to give them enough rope to where they're going to hang this up to where they're going to like die, right. get fired or something. But I want to give them enough rope to where they're going to hang this up to where they, they're going to reach back out to me for help. Like, right. hey, I, I've tried this and I've tried this. What am I doing wrong? Oh, you're doing everything right. You're missing one part. Yeah. And, you know, like for me, uh, everything that we do, that I do at work is dictated by written tasks and checklists. And so I like to sit there and, and you know, I knew people, they try to be, bullshit me. And I said, did you follow the checklist? Yes, sir. I followed the checklist to the T. Cool. Let, read the checklist out for me. Step by step, letter by letter. Let's go down it. And let's see if we can't figure out what we're missing here. And they'll usually get to, all right, this, 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 this. Did that. All right, cool. Go to the next step. This, 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 this. Did that. All right, cool. Next step. And they get to, you know, step four or five where they kind of give up on the checklist and they, they stop following it because they figured out what they th- what they think they need to do. And that's usually when I'm like, oh, wait, what did you just say? Oh, man, I didn't do that. Oh. Huh, I figured out your problem. That's, that's a that's a classic dice move, sir. Classic. Uh, learn from the best. Man, there's so many times like I did exactly what the book said. Oh, oh, you did. All right, everyone gather around. Where he's gonna read this out loud, step by step. Mm-hmm. And usually, yeah, you're right. Around the fourth and fifth, where they get give up and they think they know what they're doing. Yep. That's usually that's usually what it is for me every single time, and they're like, "Well, I just," and, then, and usually it's because people just get in too much of a hurry, or they're ah, this is stupid. I know what the hell. I know how to do this task. Okay, <laughs> you might know how to do the task for you if you were doing this at your house, but this is not at your house, and we're not playing pinochle on the weekends. <laughs> this is a job, and uh, you got to do it a certain particular way. And I need you to follow that particular way. Yes, I had to actually make a step by step at my current job because there's items that kept getting missed and my boss was getting frustrated. So she reached out to me and bada bing, bada boom. I was like, if they follow this checklist, if they follow this, there will never be a mistake again. And I put at the bottom, if there is a mistake, the question is not how did they make this mistake? The question is, which step did they not do? Yep. Let's see. That's uh, that's what I like to call uh, breaking it down Barney style. <laughs> uh, you know, where you like this is how you draw an A. Like, I you know, break it down Barney is, style. That's what I usually say. In fairness, I have a four year old, so I do that a lot. That's how I know. Is Barney still a thing? No, but I thought it was like Coco Bellin or something listen i don't want to talk about it all right (laughs) (laughs) i'm gonna get off track if i have to talk about my kids shows that he watches why i I usually call it dice dummy terms but yeah we're in the same ballpark there yeah yeah dummy terms break yeah well uh for those in the military you could break it down marine style (laughs) well i like to associate myself with not being an intelligent person and try to take the simplest way you know keep it simple stupid yep i love that method 
to make things happen. And uh, unbeknownst to a lot of people, I am very quite intelligent. And I just like to keep things simple because it, it makes everything easier to get on, get accomplished. Yeah, yeah, it, I wholeheartedly agree. I, I constantly will tell people, I'm dumb. I don't know how to do this. <laughs> this is and this is how I, I do the task because this way I if I follow it this way I don't make mistakes but if I try to do it myself and I try to remember everything myself and not follow either a checklist or follow established procedures then uh, you know then I, I that's when I end up getting in trouble nine times out of ten yeah a lot of times the steps and procedures are there for a reason and that that goes with the rope because the steps and procedures are pretty much the rope that is given so if you don't follow the steps that are given you don't use the rope then eventually you're going to hang yourself because if you don't follow the steps your rope just shorten up hence the phrase yeah. yep absolutely it, it's it's i i liken it to the if there's steps and procedures and policies in place that's the rope that the company gives you already now if you have a supervisor that goes past that and gives you extra rope then it's just more rope for you to actually hang yourself with and then you're going to end up in more and more trouble yeah all this is given for a reason yeah uh i think i'm down into my last third how about yourself since you just chopped off probably a good inch or so of your cigar i'm at the entrance of the third so we're not quite there yes yeah, maybe a little bit but okay so what what would be uh, a good instance that someone would need need their uh rope we need the rope shorten some oh now see all right so now if you're if you're asking me if i'm going to shorten a rope uh usually i tend to do that with people who um you pour me some more whiskey um yeah i did the same hey great minds think alike yeah uh usually those are the people if i'm shortening up somebody's rope those are the people that have uh, either continuously lied to me or have proven whether they continuously lie or and or not uh that they are incompetent in what some way shape or form and i just cannot trust the answers that they're giving to me because either incompetent stupid or lying i can see that but now i'm gonna flip that to a different way so if i have someone that i know that is is hot shit you know a rookie of the year so to speak and i'm like I'm, I'm with my peers now. I'm boasting because I got this this guy that's rookie of the year. I'm like, he can get this shit done in like 30 minutes. Like, no, nah, no, nah, no, nah, I'm telling you, he can get it done in 30 minutes because he's badass. Everybody's like, well, okay, proofs in the pudding, right? So I would give that person a task, shorten the rope up and be like, hey, I need this done in like 20 minutes. I need it done in like 25 minutes. Oh, oh okay, boss, I got you. And then I know they go through the steps. They go through them pretty quickly. They know the task. They can get it done. And bada beam, bada boom. They didn't hang themselves, but I definitely shortened that rope. Uh, I could definitely, I could see that as well. Uh, actually, I just had that, had an instance like that where I had to send, I had to send a couple people off state, off site, to go fix something. I sent my two best people and one of which I personally trained. So I pulled him aside and said, look, man, here's the time limit. Here's what you like. Whenever you get there, this is what I need you to do. And in this time frame, and he was like, all right, got it. And lo and behold, uh, he got the job done in the amount of time necessary and actually beat the, the deadline that I gave him, which was phenomenal. And it fixed it. Everything came back. 
great uh, and got glowing reviews from the from the customer. That's, that's great because not only did that person get glowing reviews, I mean, you, you pretty much stuck your neck out. Nuts. Yeah, you stuck your neck out for the guy and like, hey, I'm counting on you to make this happen. So yeah. It, and in turn, it makes you look good because you picked the right people for the job. Oh, yeah. No, it was it was highlighted at all levels going, damn, this this shit runs smooth with you in charge. I'm like, yes, it does, because I know my people. <laughs> I know my people. I know my job. Got this. Yep. Well, we might need to shorten your rope a little bit. <laughs> yeah, I'm sure that's probably coming next. Uh, sink or swim, sir. Well, I always swim. Or at least float. <laughs> Fuck you. <laughs> Those that don't know, I can't float. Can't swim either, motherfucker. I can doggy paddle like a bitch, though. What? <laughs> <laughs> but... Uh, yeah, I, I would see. I would say I could see both instances. It's two sides of the same coin, you know. Shortening up the rope. Uh, usually, uh, actually, I had an instance. I think I've talked about this before. I had a person. Uh, he went. I dropped him off to go do a task. A task that normally takes an hour. Let's just say, this motherfucker took three hours to do that task. And so as soon as he got done, I was like, "Hey, let me talk to you." One. Are you confident in your abilities? Yeah, why? Okay, next question. Are you competent? Do you, like I said, do you have, are, are you know the task? Did I, did I give you too much too early? No, I, I was doing it. Okay, so why in the hell did you take an extra two hours on a one hour task? Oh, well, I, ended, I was actually training the new guy you sent along with me. Ah, okay, I could see that. Next time, I need you to communicate with me that you're going to be training because right now you're behind by two hours. Like, oh fuck. Yeah, that's uh, communication is a whole nother, whole nother segment. But that that's perfect because you you already knew the answer to the question. Yeah, you already knew what the answer is supposed to be to the question, but he actually gave you a reasonable answer in return. That made it yeah. makes sense. Yeah. Yeah, uh, I, like, okay. I had trouble with the light card. Uh, I had trouble with tool selection. I had trouble with, uh, yeah, yeah. Nope. Mm-mm. That's for those of the of the of you who do not know. I am a mechanic, uh, and so when I say they go and fix things, I legitimately mean fix things uh, with with tools and everything else. So you know, if I say a task takes an hour, it is. A step-by-step procedural takes legitimately an hour. That's if you go step by, by step. step. Yep. Because once you get a little bit confident and more competent, you can go step-by-step step in much quicker fashion. Right. I, I often tell people, especially new guys, like, take your time. Make sure you get it right. My main focus was on you getting it right. After you get it right, then... I expect you to uh, speed up the next time. So if it takes your hour the first time, by the third time, it should take you roughly around 50 minutes yep. until you progress enough to you can become a trainer. Once you can train someone on a task, then I feel that you uh, you have achieved that task at hand. Yeah. Yeah. And training, maybe we'll do this as a sidebar, but training to me is the one of the best ways of learning something. Because if you can te- if you can teach it, then it means you know it enough to be competent enough to do it in a very timely manner, a little bit quicker than the standard. Correct. 
because you have steps and you go step one is remove a screw step two is remove this screw I don't need to know that eight. It's like the MapQuest directions of how to get to the highway. Like I don't need to know that. <laughs> you know, I gotta get out of my neighborhood. Got it. I already already got that. But, but you it, know, once you, once you get to a certain point, you're like, got it. I know I need to remove all these screws. Understood. Yeah. If you're new to the neighborhood, yeah, you might want to follow your step by step. But after a while of living in that neighborhood for a while, you can uh, throw that first page of MapQuest out. Yeah. By the way, we're showing completely showing our age uh, by saying MapQuest. <laughs> For those of you who don't know what MapQuest <laughs> is, it was uh, prevalent back in the early 2000s. It was a turn-by-turn direction uh, site where you put in your starting and end destination locations, and it would give you turn-by-turn directions that you could print out and take with you if you did not at the time, we're not rich enough to own a GPS because not everybody had a smartphone at that time that had GPS. That's true. Now everybody has a GPS tracker, all kind of crap on their phone. Also, I have a calculator in our pockets. <laughs> Take that, seventh grade math teachers. <laughs> so, well, I'm. This thing has started to burn wonky on me. Canoeing or? Yeah, it's it's canoeing down one side basically. Okay, so canoeing is, canoeing is a problem where, like, it could be wind, could be construction issues. Yeah, my guess is that it's going to be a construction issue thing, but obviously, I, I'm not a hundred percent. Could also be that I'm smoking too fast. Ah, sucker! If you didn't catch that episode. Please go back and visit our past episodes where we talked about all the common cigar problems. As you relight. That works out. That's good. As you relight. Are you in your final third with your relight? Uh, I would say yes. All right. Well, my, my cigar, I'm in my final third. My cigar, yes, I, this one. I, I, I would say it's, it's been solid all the way through. I mean, mm-hmm. the flavor profile has is, is been earthiness, uh, very little bit of spice with hints of co- uh, coffee and cocoa. Um, it's been solid all the way through. There's no, like, oh my God, what the hell is going on? It, I, just a good cigar. I, I, can't, I can't say anything other than, man, this is a great cigar. I had a slight construction issue, but uh, that could be due to myself when I was carrying outside. Not sure, but I would definitely pick up another one to check it out. Especially but, with that split you had. Yeah, that uh, that probably is from carrying it because I was trying to carry my uh, my iPad and everything too, and my bottle of uh, Hennessy White. Mm, see, I just make more trips. Mm. I'm not the. I don't want to have you know elbow problems by trying to take all the grocery bags in at once. <laughs> uh, no, this this final third is is very good. Um, It's got an earthy uh, note to it now, and a touch of somehow I like for a guy who says he does not like cedar and cigar. I somehow pick all of the cigars that have <laughs> cedar in them because I get earth and cedar out of this. Huh. Um, I'm interested to see how the last little bit holds on. Um, I did a little bit of research on this cigar, and I was I have been told. Uh, that this has uh, has a the black cherry comes back, but also just, uh, along with the it comes back with the black pepper, 
and some creaminess to it. So I want to see how that kind of ends up being. Uh, but this has been a very good cigar. Um, I have another one in my humidor because, I, like I said, I bought it at a brick and mortar. So I bought two. All right, got to hold hold true to what I say. Uh, I did buy two. So I want to see how the second one is. Um, and we'll go from there. Well, unfortunately, I did not buy two. This was actually from the TPE um, given to me by Blanco himself. I will be picking up another. I will be picking up probably two more just so I can enjoy them. Uh, like I said, I enjoy this very much. Found the black pepper. <laughs> right there on that inhale. Oh, there it is. Found, found it on the retrohale. Smoke output is good. Burn line is uh, razor sharp. After you after you fix the construction issue? Yeah, the con- I, I, I'm, I'm taking full responsibility for the construction issue. I'm taking full responsibility for that. All right. Yeah, I want to see. I, I'll, I'll look for it uh, next time I go to a brick and mortar or even next time I order our online. I'll see if they have any. Uh, I'm looking forward to the next one of these and I want to see how it goes from there. Uh, yeah, it's been very good cigar. Um, very good discussion. A lot of, a lot of interesting to me. These two topics are somewhat debated because I know a lot of people don't like to give rope. They just want to get the things done that they need to get done and then move on with their lives. The, the problem with that is you don't know the your go-to guys. You don't know what people you can use and trust. Um, so I, I, I think it's a great leadership tool to actually give someone enough rope to hang themselves, uh, shorten up that rope or that leash just to get a handle on your underlings or subordinates that really test test them to see if they're ready for that next level without without giving them enough rope to hang themselves then you'll never know if they're ready for that next level because if they hang themselves then you know they they could use some more training some more insights more leadership coaching um but if they don't hang themselves and they excel then you know you got someone that's actually paying attention to what you're putting down right and that's the and to me to me that's the I think the key of the whole thing is, uh, you know, yes, by handling the situation yourself, 100%, you're going to get the widgets that you need produced. You're going to get the job done. You're going to get whatever it is you need to get done. You're going to get it done. But the other thing that you're going to find out is you're never going to know until you decide to take vacation, right? Uh, Right. Hey, I'm going to take some vacation time as somebody else steps in your shoes or or whatever and then your boss is going to go man i don't know what happened when you were gone but things fell apart and you're like, oh god and then it's and then you kind of look like an asshole like why are you not training these people why do these people not know how to succeed without you you definitely don't want to get that to where you are the linchpin to where you're the only conduit or the go-to to have a task or something accomplished that actually shows weakness in your whole organization yeah yeah, uh, and I've I've read stories on this where people were like, uh, you know, they were trying to get stuff done, couldn't get it done, and so they ended up actually like quitting because they're like, they they couldn't take it anymore, and their whole organization fell fell apart, and uh, you know, just because that organization allowed that person to become that one linchpin uh, and not train anything else, and that just to me is is. Um, unacceptable yeah. in that sense. I, I hate it when I go somewhere and it says, oh, such and such isn't here. You have to come back tomorrow for it. 
Like, is such and such, is is that the only person in the world that can take care of my problem right now? That's the only person on this earth, planet Earth, that can do the problem. Uh, well, no, but they're just the best at it. Oh, all right. I, I'm not looking for the best right now. I just need problem solved. Right now, my problem isn't being solved, and I'm getting nothing but poor, piss poor excuses. Yep. So, yeah, you don't want that to happen. So, you use your rope wisely. 100% agree. Um, this is something that is is definitely uh, definitely can be used in a lot of ways. Use it wisely. Use it. Uh, I don't want to say sparingly, but don't don't just sit there and throw like a brand new fuck who's been on the job for two weeks and be like, "All right, here, man, here's your rope. Go go forth and conquer." You're like you're gonna <laughs> fuck that dude and he's or that person, and they're gonna be like, "I, I don't know what the fuck I'm doing. I've been on this job for two weeks." Yeah, uh, definitely. All right. So the the beginning we were talking about cello on or off a cigar, correct? Yeah. Yep. And so, what, what I'm going to do is uh, all the people that use Spotify, um, there will be a poll at the end of this episode, a poll on the, on the site, is cello on or cello off. And uh, sometime, maybe a sidebar or something, I'll share the results that we get from that poll. I, I look forward to seeing the results of that poll. Um, just like any poll we do. I love hearing back from people uh, telling us, hey, this is what I think. Because, you know, you never know if somebody is listening and they, they have a, some other reason or some way of doing things and you go, oh, I didn't think about it like that. That that makes sense to me. And, go and you know, you can go in that new direction. So I love hearing back from you guys. I know Dice does too. Please let us know. I'd love to see what happens with this poll. Yeah, bring it up at your next time you visit a brick and mortar and hang out in the lounge or something. Just bring it up and see what answers you get. I'm always uh, open to the hearing everyone and sharing it. Mm-hmm. So I look, I look forward to it, just as you said. Yep, me too. Uh, until next time, uh, I'm Austin, and I'm Dice. And I just want to remind everybody to not be an asshole. Don't be that asshole. And remember, there's no bad cigars. There's just better ones out there. I'm saying. Until next time, guys. Thank you for listening to Leadership of the Leaf. The comments and opinions expressed by the host and guests does not reflect the opinions of those that broadcast their show, nor does it reflect any of our affiliates.